This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Cancun. Can you believe we're in Cancun? It's, it's awesome. Oh, my Beautiful. God. Yeah, I know. We're at the Transformers Summit 2022 here in Cancun, Mexico. Thank you, Greg Bunch, for inviting us down here and sponsoring us to be here. Nice little boardroom doing some great interviews. The seminars have been phenomenal, and it's only the first day. And I'm so charged up about all the great stuff that I know Transformers is teaching their clients that are here. And lots of wives, lots of kids. So what a great event. Absolutely. I'm with Jesse and Chris Myers. Hi, guys. Hi. Now, it's ATLR. What's that stand for? All Toyota and Lexus Repair. Hey, plan to be at Apex 2023, October 31st through November 2nd. Apex will build upon the incredible success of Joe's Garage, a full 10-day working environment. If you earn your living in the auto service aftermarket, then Apex is for you. Hey, let's face it. Your shop management system is the most critical tool in your shop. And Napa Tracks will move your shop into the SMS fast lane with on-site training, six days a week support, and local representation. Find Napa Tracks on the web at N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. Man, you guys are specialists. I mean, it's not like you're Euro and you're doing eight different brands. You're just doing one. One. Yep. Wow. How long ago did you start? 2003. But our biggest growth has been 2019 to right now. Wow. And it's because, and you're here to hear the story of this explosive growth of this great couple from Arvada, Colorado. Did you get snow there? Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, just checking. <laughs> but it goes away in a day or so, so it's nice. It's like Buffalo, New York. Yeah. No, we don't have no. black snow. <laughs> Stop it. Anyway, when I had met Jesse and Chris, I said, hey, glad you want to do a show. What's going on? He says, well, we've had this explosive growth. Even though you kind of were looking to re-engineer the business in 2019, you guys, if you will, either put the brakes on or pulled the lever just, you know, six to nine months ago. But in the last three years, some phenomenal stuff has happened. What's happened? We got into peer groups, into the top 20 groups, and that's what changed our business. Met somebody very, very special. Uh, we won a trip to Nashville and didn't have any money to really go. And well, Jesse, go ahead with that story. <laughs> so we arrived in Nashville with, with a World Pack. It was all, everything was paid for by World Pack. Wow. Um, and we won the trip through Occubona. We won a, we were one of, I think, 10 shops that were there. Nice. And when everybody found out we were a two man plus Chris shop, they couldn't believe the amount of breaks we sold to get there. We were in competition with huge shops and we accomplished it. And so the first night at dinner, we had a really good time. I had too much of a good time. <laughs> and so we come. Um, good, good for you. <laughs> so we come out of the restaurant and um, there's this really nice, what I thought was a Southern lady standing on the sidewalk there and she had a suitcase. And I go, well, what are you doing out here with a suitcase at whatever time it was? And she goes, my husband's in there too. And I'm assuming he's just like you now. <laughs> oh. So we get on the bus. Long story short, we spent the whole week with them learning and, and, and explaining what we've done in, in our business and told her we need help. And she invited us to go to Waco, Texas 30 days later. Yeah. So we went to Waco, Texas for a smart group yeah. meeting mm-hmm. to see if it was something we were interested in. And we told her we can't afford it. She says, bring your numbers. So we brought our numbers. She went through and goes, if you change this and this and this, you'll be able to afford a smart group all the time. And so she increased our numbers right there. The stories like this are amazing. And I hear them 
often. And part of what we do here on the podcast in advancing the aftermarket is to bring this kind of business acumen to hopefully punch someone upside the head because they're hearing this for the 10th time and they say to themselves or they say to their spouse or they say it to their partner, why are we waiting? Why haven't we done this? The success stories that I hear, they're coming at us on Commerce Podcast harder than ever before. And, but still I'm a naysayer. I can't afford it. It's not right for me. Or maybe it's that they just are unwilling to change. And we were ready for a change. And we got home with instructions after Waco, Texas. And they gave us an unbelievable amount of stuff to do. And she can go on that. Well, first of all, we didn't know about DVIs. Had no idea what those were. Um, just, just three years ago? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, a little backstory. So Jesse built this business. He started this in 2003. So he became a master at Toyota at 21 years old. Went back to his lead and said, I want a whole team. And they said, no, you're too young. So he said, fine. Oh my. I quit. I quit. So he went and started this business, worked as a valet very hard. Then he wanted a, an account with Whirlpack. So he went to our Whirlpack account and said, I need an account. And he, he, Joe said, I'll give you an account, but you need to make this certain amount, a quota every month. So then he goes right out that door, goes into the fleet accounts for um, deliveries and takes that whole fleet for that portion of Colorado. To work on it during the nighttime. You did. Mm-hmm. I wrenched on everyone. They'd leave the parts in the car for me. They knew I was coming for it. This was before crime and everything. So I knew where the keys were and all that. Take the car, work until six, seven o'clock in the morning, make sure those cars were back to there and ready for service the next morning. So they, <laughs> and that's how I was able to keep my account with Whirlpack. I think it's a phenomenal story being 21 years old and being at the top of your craft, asking because you saw a vision in a future, you were confident in yourself. You were so good at what you you did. It speaks volumes for you. I have met so many young people in their 30s and 40s that are mature beyond their age that seem to be so smart because they've great common sense. They've read a lot of books. They've absorbed all the learning that they've had. Why is it that some of us in our industry don't have confidence in giving young people the shot? Exactly. I don't know. It's sad. And Mm -hmm. then I hear from so many shop owners that say, so what's your 10-year technician? And they say, young, four or five years. I got guys in their uh, late 20s, early 30s. I have a young, exciting, dynamic crew who wants to learn. There's there's a lot going on, a lot of dynamics. Our team is very young. Very young. Very young. But he did that, and then we met three years later, and then got married, had a baby. So I was home with the babies, and he did what he could to put food on the table. I mean, I worked at the hospital. I was miserable. I did two pregnancies, two babies at nighttime. I was tired and they finally was switching my hours around and I came home just crying. And he said, and I said, how do I quit when I have the insurance? We do, and he goes, I don't care, I'll figure it out. So I quit and I stayed home with the babies until they were in full-time school. He did what he could to put pay the bills we did $3,000 a month, and that was to pay for personal and the business for years. Whoa. Mm. For years. Whoa. And That's not a lot of money. No, but we made it work. And um, when Piper, our youngest, went into um, full-time school, that's when I said, what am I supposed to do? So I came on to the business 
Um, and that was in 2014. And I was in and out because I was still carting kids around and doing that stuff. Sports, all that fun jazz that a mom does. So we didn't grow very quickly, but I was still helping him on the office side, bookkeeping, that kind of stuff. It wasn't until 2018 and 19 where I said, we either got to do something with this business or we got to go somewhere else. That's when we won that trip. We found Kim and Rob. We found that the um, smart groups within the first... That's who the lady was standing outside. It was Kim Arnheim, yeah. right? I kind of figured that yeah. out. Okay. From January 1st of 2019 to the first part of 2020 was our biggest growth Yeah. because we did the DVIs. We implemented so many new things. And then we were faced with a really bad situation. Our landlord at the time told us that in, it was in November, October um, of 2019, I'm putting you month to month of, as of January 1st, no. 2020. And but tell them what we were grossing right then. We were just launching. In 18, we did 375. And in 19, we almost hit a million for three people. You were rocking. Wait a minute. Three techs? No. Three people. Two techs. Three, two and techs and you, mm -hmm. uh, Chris. That's rocking with two techs. So we finished out that year. Thankfully, Jesse found a place that we could move into. And from January 1st of 2020 until right now has been our biggest growth so far. What did it go to? For a million to what? Almost two million. You doubled your business in how many years? 18 months. Okay. Let's talk about that magic. Mm -hmm. Sure. It is, but I bet you it was a lot of smart work. I was going to say hard work, but it was probably more smart work. And guidance from a great team. Yes. Got it. From your team or your smart group team? Smart group at the time. Got it. And so you went to those groups or you had your meetings via virtual and you not only asked for, you know, these are my challenges, but you also learned from all the dialogue that's going on. Yes, sir. Well, if they can do it, I can do it. Yep. Yep. Right? You started to learn what's around the next corner mm -hmm. that you knew you were going to face. And so as soon as it hit you, you say, hmm, let me see. I know friends have been there and done that. And I heard what they did. And so all I have to do is call a friend. That and not yes. only that, there's one thing to add. And it's really beautiful. The first group of people we were with in the smart groups, unbeknownst to us, we live in Colorado, but we were with the Southeast group. And then the Southeast group, there was nothing but husband, wife, owner, operators in that room. That's neat. Yeah. It was pure coincidence. But that was Kim's group, right? That was yeah. Kim's okay. group. All right. And so that, it was marriage counseling in the sessions. It was how to run your business in the <laughs> sessions. And these were husbands and wives that worked in the business together. together. Work, play, I mean, everything. 24 hours a day, seven days in a week. total consumption. Do you drive into work together? No, we don't do we that. We don't. Okay, you don't. No, and but some of them do. And it's probably healthy, mm -hmm. right? Because that decompression time or the, the up compression, decompression. I follow her home. She comes in oh, at a different time. But you still are in your own solitude, if you will. Absolutely. And maybe it's nice to talk about dinner and the kids and school and events and stuff. But I don't know. I used to travel a, a long commute to go to work when I was in town, when I worked for corporate America. That time alone was huge. He'll sometimes take a longer route, route home. Sometimes I'll go find yeah. a, I'll find a traffic jam specifically <laughs> yeah, to take and, longer to get. And what is it? Is that, Jesse, are you just thinking of things or are you just rewinding the day and, and just coming down? Well, I have to go home. Well, my son works for us now, but before he worked for us, I had to come home and be a dad too. Yeah. So if I'm still 
mad at somebody at work or a situation at work or something of that sort, I couldn't go home and just yell at my kids because it's not their fault. So I had to completely decompress and then, you know, go see my babies. Isn't that so true? The spouse, husband, wife role, the parent role, the CEO role, the marketers. Isn't it amazing how we deal with all of this? Yeah, it's she deals with more of it than I do. But you give her credit for that. 100%. <laughs> If you went to Apex 2022, then you realized the incredible commitment that Apex has to the service professional. Joe's Garage is your place with 10 working bays as you experienced real live working conditions. Also, the best tech companies from tools and repair to management software had their latest and greatest for you. You also attended technical and business management training with the industry's best and brightest. Now, work is underway to make next year's Apex 2023 have even more product demos, trending training, marketing, and social media support to help you grow your sales and profits. Remember, if you earn your living in the aftermarket, then Apex is the expo for you. Continue listening as we bring you the latest from Apex 2023. Save the date, October 31st through November 2nd, 2023. Hey, let's face it. Your shop management system is the single most important tool in your shop, period. Napa Tracks has made selecting the right shop management system easy by offering the industry's best, most comprehensive SMS. Now, it all starts when a local representative meets with you to learn about your business and how you need to run it. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. And having local representation is a huge plus. Customizing tracks to your business, whether you're a one-person shop or a large multi-bay or multi-location company, a representative consults with you to help optimize your shop's workflow, efficiency, and profitability. Tracks always has the flexibility to do business how you need to do it, which means it can also grow as your business grows. And unlike the other guys, we'll be there for you after installation with the best training and support in the business. Yes, a learning management system tailored to each role in your company. Simply put, Trax was designed and built for shop owners just like you. Visit us on the web at NapaTrax, that's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. So what role do you play, Chris, in the business? Well, it's just changed recently. I was basically almost doing everything and coming on to transformers we got a coach and he said we needed to find your roles because you got to stay in your own lane or it's not going to go anywhere so we stepped back and we defined who needs to be in the day-to-day operations and who oversees everything else so i basically am the overseer of everything he makes decisions in the day-to-day unless it's a big one and then we talk Um, I pulled my office out of the shop. It's at home now. He is the only one there. So our staff isn't confused. We're not confused and we stay in our lanes. You just said something huge, Mm -hmm. Jesse. Am I right? Jesse's shaking his head. The confusion part when the roles aren't defined. And I've heard this from incompetence from people that I know in the industry Mm -hmm. is that they don't know who to listen to. Correct. Yep. She's strong as me and I'm as strong as her. And, you know, I want to do it this way. And then 10 minutes later, I'm doing something else. And she says this. And then I ask the question, well, then how do you really solve the problem? Mm-hmm. And is there a way to solve the problem? Instead of leaving the business, is there a way to solve it? Oh, easily. You stay in your lane. You don't cross you Stay it. in your lane. You be respectful for each other. And that doesn't just come with husband and wife. It partners too. You know, if somebody has a partnership in a business, 
you stay in your lane. You can't cross over without their permission. And that helped us tremendously. Vice versa. And I mean, within the last three months, it's everyone has a clear knowing of, okay, we go to Jesse first and then, then he goes to Chris and then we will come up with a plan, but it usually stops at him because he can make that decision. And they're not always right. But my first big decision I made, we came back from somewhere and, uh, in my feeling, the work board was too full, too many cars sitting in the parking lot waiting to come in. And I lit a hand grenade off and dropped it in the shop and said, nobody's answering. Well, you'll answer phones, but we're not bringing in any more cars until this is all done and taken care of. And I called her. I said, you have to come down here and help me with this. And she goes, no. And I go, what? She goes, no, I'm staying in my lane. You lit the hand grenade off. You take care of it now. And I'm like, all right. And I thought I was going to lose employees over it. Everything. My service writer was in a bad position and he didn't know where to go because of her and I. So we took him. He was to, confused. Confused. Took him to lunch offsite, which is very important to do. You don't do major meetings on site. You have to go somewhere else. Took him offsite, hashed everything out. And the guy goes, I think we can resolve this. I want a meeting every Monday morning. Done. You get a meeting every Monday morning. With both of you or? Yeah, it's a total Zoom leadership call. Cool. Yeah. So you stay at home. You're there with him. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. I think that was the biggest change in the business recently is we're not confusing our staff. We are always will be family owned. No matter how many shops we have, the feel of the family owned shop will always go to each location. That's your culture. It's, Mm -hmm. It's going to be the culture. Every customer that comes into our shop is treated like they are family and they get their red, red carpet treatment from the time they call to the time they pick up their vehicle. And we also give the red carpet treatment to our, our employees. So it was a little confusing there for a while because we were not in our lanes. Once when we're in our lanes, now they see that we are in that leadership role. And there was a lot of tension with the confusion. So in the 20 group, You obviously must have shared this a little bit and heard some people that came up and over it. Which of you was the first one to really Now I know the coach forced you into your lanes. I Mm -hmm. get that. But it just had to be that one of you had to say, we're not getting anywhere quickly and we need to stop my wife. It was you, Chris, Mm -hmm. who basically made the big move. hundred percent. Okay. Every big move we made in the business was me pushing him. And that's the truth. When I left my first shop, she's the one who took me dragging to go find another shop. And did you buy it? No, No, we, we rent. You still only have one. Yep. But we're, our intentions in the next five to nine years is to go sky's the limit. I prefer to have over 15 shops. The the seminar this morning, you, you guys were probably in the the MSO discussion of fascinating to see the, I think the panel There had to be 50 shops between just four guys, maybe 60. And they talked about the revolution and their growth and the plans. And of course, Mike Cyril early morning, I loved his presentation this morning. You can walk away from just those two seminars and realize you changed your life just just by walking away. And here's the deal. Do you go to seminars like this? And I know you're both taking notes. You're coming away charged. Will you get home and say, before this, before this fizzles out, the air comes out of the balloon on this trip, let us write down 
what we learned and then pick that list and then say, we need to do this stuff. A hundred percent. We don't do it at the house. We do it at a restaurant just by ourselves. Oh, nice. Yeah. I love the whole environmental change idea. Yeah. Well, cause my office is at home. Kids are at home. Dogs are at home. It's distracting. Yeah. We need to sit down and come up with our goals, our short-term, long-term goals and how are we going to execute that? Who we are going to need? Do we need to get other staff involved? And we try to make up a plan and it's not pretty. I mean, it's just writing notes, Yeah. but eventually within weeks to maybe a month, those top five things are done. Just completely. And, done. But you assign a date and a time and who's doing it, right? Generally speaking. And, yeah. and you're both agreeing on that stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And you know, what you get out of the groups is what you put into the groups and when groups or members of the association sees, I can give these people a task. I know I'm not wasting my time and they will go home and execute it as fast as possible. The amount of knowledge that people are willing to give to you is beautiful. Yes. yes because being a giver, I don't know how to quite say this, but when people react to the things that you give them, they take your idea, you know, steal shamelessly, right? Rip off and duplicate. Uh-huh. You take the ideas, you make it your own, even though it may look different than the advice you got from other people, you at least did it. And then you share and explain that person says, I got another idea for you. Yeah. And it just, it, it perpetuates. Yeah. There was a certain person who out of his own beach time came to our room and helped us run numbers on a specific problem we were having with. And it took almost an hour. Not only him, he brought his whole team with him. Because he knew that if he showed us how to do the specific math problem, we would go home and execute it. It's awesome. You know, you get what you put into it. I can't help but remind our listener, go to dinner. Don't talk about it at work or at home. (laughs) Change the environment because that on purpose move that you're both making I don't care if you have a bottle of wine or you have a cocktail and you buy the nicest steak in the world, you are doing it because there's a method to the reason you're out. And that is find common ground, uh-huh. rediscuss the lanes that we're in and are they working, and then take some of the best ideas from the conference and start implementing. Yep. Correct. And we do that with our staff, though, too. So major meetings are not on site. We take them to lunch. We talk to them, and even if it's not about the shop, we take them out and ask them how they do them personally. You know, people are listening to this and saying, I'm not that sophisticated of a business to want to do that. I guess my answer, agree or not, is that this is how business is done today. And it's how you treat your employees. They are family, right? In our business, they are. So we, out of respect for them, we still want to know their goals We still want to know if they're having issues because if they have issues at home, it's not going to be good at at the shop. And we dig in a little bit more because we want to change lives. That's why we're here. Changing lives, either our staff, our customer, whoever is, is a key to us. We want to change somebody's life for the good. Like if one person wants to go buy a house, we're going to try to get that happen. If somebody is going through a divorce and they need extra support, We're going to make that happen. It's not just a technician. Everybody has a life and you have to respect that what goes on outside of work comes back Mm -hmm. to work. Yeah. And you're with these people eight to 10 hours a day. Yeah. So they are your family. So why not treat them good? When did you resolve a few, you know, give me a timeline that we needed to make more money in this company so that we can hire and pay really good people so that the work family can exist. 
it was more a selfish decision at that point. And I'll explain why we needed to make more money because we put every penny back into our children and into that little business. And for me to stay home that we had no savings, we had no retirement and I was getting scared about that. There are more young people listening to the show than ever before. And so many young operators, and I'm saying early forties, middle thirties, that range between 35 and 42, they're on fire. They've gotten themselves a coach in a 20 group. The people waited till their fifties and sixties to say, I shoulda, woulda, coulda. And now today it's the norm. If you don't, you're out, you're square. Yeah. Obviously taking care of my immediate family was number one, but it's always been something in me to, um, race my dad's success. Mm-hmm. He was an extremely successful person with Johnson and Johnson. And, uh, first time I was going up hunting and, uh, she sends me a text message of a screenshot. It was the first time we made a half a million dollars. And I just go, dad, look at that. Wow. Yeah. You obviously uh, love your dad. <laughs> yeah. But that first decision was selfish. And then we started to grow the company and get into these groups and figure out there's more to this why. And that why is, yeah, we want to make money too, but that's number three. We want to change lives yeah. and make, make yeah. happy people. And this industry, it needs to change. Big time. Like those technicians do not get treated with the amount of respect as they should. The How they get paid, it's not fair. Like an executive in a, um, a big company gets a salary. He gets a paycheck every two weeks or every month and he knows exactly what that is. Why can't the technicians have that? So you guys made a change, didn't you? Yeah. Big change. Big it, change. It's not implemented. It will be implemented in a month or so. But yeah, we're taking the entire shop a straight salary based upon performance. So they will have a designated amount of hours a day they have to produce. And that mathematically, those hours can produce them whatever they say their salary is. When I get back, they are supposed to have three different salaries that they prefer to have, low, medium, and high. I take that salary and I do backwards math with it and find out how many door labor hours a day they have to produce to get their salary. And so basically, but where we're at, about $100,000 is about 9.5 hours a day. And we expect already 10 hours out of our guys because we're specialty. So 10 hours is a very accomplishable number. Mm -hmm. I'm working for you. Mm -hmm. I've been there five years and you came to me and you said, pick out this low, medium and high salary range. Wouldn't I be picking the high? Yes. But when I show you how many hours you have to produce to get the high, the medium and the low, I want you to be comfortable and say, I'm actually going to go in the medium because that's only eight hours a day I have to produce and I can feel comfortable doing that and saying yes to it. It's attainable goals. Okay. So thank you, but I'm really getting good. You're sending me to all kinds of training. We're working together as a team. Uh, I'm now in the eight, seven, five, nine range on an average. Do you sit down with me and say, Hey, I think we can bump this. It's genius. You just got, you gave yourself a raise for next year for the next fiscal year. You just Uh, gave yourself a raise. So if you're, if your goal's eight and you're hitting 10 consistently, you automatically get a raise. Yeah. See, I'd be going for that. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what it is. And it also brings the shop into team, not I. So if you have a flag rate tech, they want to get fed because they need a paycheck. Yep. They don't want to help everybody else. So you take that out of the equation and you give them a paycheck that you know that they can produce. So your best customer comes in three o'clock in the afternoon 
They're traveling tomorrow. Car's not right. They gang tackle the customer. Correct. Yep. Or if we got a tech that's higher on hours that week, killing it, he'll go help somebody else because he he's, he's so far ahead already. Yeah. He's in good shape. He knows what he's earning. Yep. He's obviously collecting for next year. Correct. Yes. He's fine. We already had 50% of this business plan set in place. The mm-hmm. second 50%, we didn't know how to do it. And that's where the team with Transformers, yeah, yeah. who we've met, okay. is going to get us to that next level. And then we sat down the week before Thanksgiving. We took them all out to a five-star, our, our staff and their their spouse. We took them to a five-star um, dinner and we talked to them for about 40 minutes on our vision, where this is going to go and how it's going to work. They were blown away. All we run on right now and will forever run on is accountability, consistency, and training. That's it. If you have those, if you do that and you're consistent every single day with that, you're going to flourish and you're going to flourish fast. And we already had a lot this a lot of this in place because of the last couple years of, of training, but also our morals and values. And I also want to make sure everybody knows these were ideas given to us. So we're not the makers of this idea. Yeah. So you don't have to sit back and say, I'll never be successful. If I don't come up with the original ideas. You know, someone showed you one day how you can absolutely afford yes. coaching and masterminding and all that. I have a question about dinner. Mm-hmm. At the end of dinner, what were the comments you got from your team? Hugs. Hugs. From everybody who left that room, knowing what's coming and what they're about to build with us. It was more from the spouses. Really? They were extremely thankful that we cared that much about their lives. Wow. Accountability, consistency, and training. Are you paying them to leave to go to training? Oh, yeah. All over so the United States. So it's the whole package, right? Yeah, whole so you'll, package. you'll fly them. Ever go to Vision? Well, we haven't gone yet, but we're going this year. You know, how many, you know how many shops close and just go there? Mm-hmm. They, they take the entire staff for the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, home Sunday, and everyone says they make it up within two weeks yep. by being closed. And we tell our customers way ahead of time, hey, we're closed on these particular days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's how we actually started off training ourselves. We closed the shop Yeah. because we didn't have any staff. So we closed our shop and we started going and doing the smart groups and going to training. and Because our technician was a 27-year-old technician who was a technician, not a service writer, didn't want to use a computer, which is fair. He produced. So I go, you got the next three days off, bud. We're going over here and over here. Got it. Paid, of course. Yeah, paid. We always pay them. Yeah. And we had to come back and figure out how to make that extra income up. And we figured it out somehow. See, isn't it? Oh, my God. That's the answer. Figure out how to get it. Don't say, woe is me. It'll never come back. It's too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to remind you, I never wanted to be in this industry. (laughs) That's right. And you can remind me again. I was a stay-at-home mom that was perfectly happy with my (laughs) children, like raising my children. And now I wouldn't change it for the world wow. because we're going to change. You're this ex- I can see, Chris, that you are so exciting for the future of the mm-hmm. business. You're excited about learning things. You're mm-hmm. excited about implementing the things in your lane. Listen, you're a married couple and partners, but do you ever transparently say, geez, Jesse, um, you haven't done that thing you said you were going to do, or that wasn't the, I mean, even though you're not in the business, you know, you're not there every day at the offices. Are you working together to help each other? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll be honest, she knows I am so much better at taking care of my tasks at work and, and not the house. Ah. <laughs> 
Jeez, I think Ann says that to me all the time. She does. Mm. I go, what do you want me to do? I shouldn't have to tell you what to do around the house. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I always say, write it down, put it into the coffee pot. All right. <laughs> Since I'm there four times a day. <laughs> well, but I think in the business, one of the biggest things we did is we hired a park coordinator. And then now she is transferred into our dispatch. I love it. That dispatch parts coordinator is his accountability partner. So I go through her channel <laughs> to get him to do something. Which was unbeknownst to me when she starts giving me orders. I'm like, how are you knowing where, to do Where'd you get yeah. that from? And then I go, oh, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> from here over yonder. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like she'll come up to me and go. You have a Zoom meeting in 10 minutes. Go wash up. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. So how are you communicating? Using Slack uh-huh. or something? Okay. Yep. Great tool. Love Slack. We use it. Slack was implemented and it was our technicians. <laughs> they kicked and screamed for a minute. And then once when they got on it, they were like, oh. <laughs> and revenue went up dramatically yeah. when they didn't have to leave their service bay anymore. Would you promise me that when some of these great milestones have been implemented and you want to come back and share what success looks like, you know, mm-hmm. maybe six months down the road sure. that you come back. Cause I would love to do a follow up with you guys. This was a very refreshing, a very candid interview from again, the old story is the struggle to the really successful to the one day, super, super successful. Yeah. You're in that middle and you're going to get ready to grow. Absolutely. Wow. Not grow, change the industry. Yes. Change the industry. I love that. Yes. That's a great attitude. Yeah. Well, we're here at the uh, Transformers 2022 Summit in Cancun with Jesse and Chris Myers. Thanks so much for, Thank you. for having us. Wonderful time at the beach. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, yeah, I never thought, Tracy, we could have set the studio up at the beach. The wind. The wind. The the wind. wind. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good excuse. <laughs> I love it. But go walk the beach. Yeah. We'll do that. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.